Visit any college or university campus in the world and you're likely to find at least one tale of a ghostly presence amid the hallowed halls. West Hall is the oldest building at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York, and it's also the most haunted. We visited West Hall where we talked to RPI employee Paul Nooney and Albany lore expert Maeve McEnany, who lead regular tours of the haunted sites on campus. Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. West Hall was built in 1869 as the old Troy Hospital. In 1923, it became a Catholic high school. And in 1953, it was incorporated into the RPI campus, where it now houses the school's arts and humanities programs. Students and faculty have reported ghost sightings and strange happenings there over the years. Its supernatural street cred is so robust that it's even mentioned on West Hall's Wikipedia page. So we went there recently to find out what exactly goes on at West Hall. And no one knows the lore better than Paul Nooney and Maeve McEnany. Paul works in the RPI Office of First Year Experience. Maeve is an Albany lore expert. Together, they run the original Albany Ghost Tour and have spent a lot of time here at West Hall. So tell us about this building that we're standing in front of. Right now, on this stormy afternoon, we're in front of West Hall. Uh, West Hall was originally the Troy Hospital. It from uh, 1869 to 1914. It was run by the Sisters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul, and they would take in any poor soul who needed aid. But there's those that believe that it's 40-year stint as a hospital, all of that misery, all of that sadness, that an energy soaked into the walls. And some people use that as the reason as, as why this is the most haunted building on RPI campus. What kind of hauntings is it known for? Is it stuff that students have seen? There's some kind of legend and lore that we've come across, but um, when we were first planning um, our tour, I actually got called by someone who works here on campus to tell me some of the stories that they had encountered. Um, one of the, the gentlemen who worked for the, the School of Humanities, Arts, and Social Sciences had told me about a time uh, when he was in the building with his son and they were getting ready to, to have breakfast because his, his son was little at the time and he said my son was just staring at the wall he said he, he kept trying to get his attention and trying to, to divert him and say you know eat your breakfast and his son just wouldn't look away and he said do you see something over there and his son just said yeah and he pointed over it and he, he said he had seen a figure of a, I believe he said a figure of a man standing over near the doorway that had just completely distracted his attention and then he started yelling go away I don't like it I don't like that you need to go away why are kids so creepy <laughs> <laughs> it's the sixth sense <laughs> yeah they say it's something that we grow out of uh, there's a belief that as children we are more open-minded we're more sensitive and there's something that we lose as we get older that closes us off to that other world the bell we don't hear the bell on the polar express anymore the, no. or the uh, bell in the library at tenbrock mansion yeah. <laughs> so it's sufficiently creepy mm -hmm. it is sufficiently and the the number one we'll say haunt here in the building is believed to be a woman named nurse betsy she was a nurse during the time that this was a hospital um, and there's been many stories as to how Betsy perished, but one of them is that Betsy actually perished uh, in a fire that happened here in when this was the Troy Hospital. Some people say she's a malicious spirit. Some people say she's a friendly spirit. Uh, the gentleman that I was talking about a couple minutes ago 
actually said he encountered her one day. He was walking uh, down one of the halls here in the building and turned the corner, and in front of him was the figure of a woman dressed as a nurse. And um, when I was talking to him, he actually pulled out a picture, and he said, this is exactly what I saw. And it was a picture of who is believed to be Nurse Betsy at the time that this was a hospital. It's, it's one of the only known pictures that they have of this woman. I mean, she's famous. She has her own Wikipedia, or she has a mention on Wikipedia, right? Yes, she does have a mention on Wikipedia, and she's another one of those urban legends. Depending on who you talk to, the origin, they say that she used to make the rounds in the with the insane patients, and that she used to beat the insane patients, and that's where she sort of derived pleasure, was taking, taking care of them in that way. But... For those who are not so dark with their storytelling, they also believe that she was a kind spirit. There have been reports that if you're in this building late at night, you hear moaning and sadness. And instead of it, Nurse Betsy being the source of that pain, they believe that she's actually there comforting them, that she paces the halls and that she's the one trying to keep the moans and groans at bay. Uh, there have been kind stories such as the smell of cookies, and they've had complaints from custodians saying, where are the cookies? Why, where can we find them? So we think that and is a little bit more credence that she's a kind spirit. Yeah. Interesting. Normally you'd smell sulfur, right? That would be Exactly. <laughs> are you sure it's just not a, uh, a bunch of kids crying over their homework? Uh, that know. has been a theory. <laughs> we, we have heard that theory before. That's true. Uh, the, the building has been studied by paranormal investigators. Uh, the Conjuring, which is that movie, actually the sequel just came out. Yeah. Uh, the Warrens were here and they believed um, that they, they sensed the spirit and I believe it was actually, of course, down in the basement of all things is uh, where she sensed that and I believe it was you, Paul, but what was in the basement? Do you remember? The morgue. The morgue, that's right. The morgue, <laughs> they believe the morgue was down in the basement. And there's also a lot of myths that this was at one point an insane asylum, or, or at least had a, a mental ward. And that might be true, but it could have been soldiers from the war who had you know PTSD or something like that. So they were deemed insane, but it really that's that's what it was. So they were, and Betsy was you know, here to take care of them. And one of the ways she often manifests herself um, is through people hearing piano music. A student actually told me that there is a piano in here that is believed to be original. I don't know if that's true, but um, that they said she used to play piano music to soothe the patients who were going crazy. So it's like a nice old piano teacher who makes cookies when you come over to the house. Pretty much. And then she flushes the toilets at 3 a.m. She does. That is one of the big reports is that at 3 o'clock in the morning, all of the toilets flushed at once. But like a mass toilet flushing, that sounds like something. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that engineers could engineer. So it's, it's totally to be fair, possible. It's totally possible. Yeah. There is a story about a flooding that same night. <laughs> we did look that up, and there is a story of okay. a flooding. But you know, but that's not a good story. No, <laughs> yeah. They say that you know spirits like to inter interact with technology, but. For Betsy, a flushing toilet might have been new That's technology. True. So she's <laughs> like, let me interact with my, the technology I Yeah. Know. So it's not surprising then that a school like, you know, a technical school like this would attract ghosts. Especially a technical school of this age. I mean, 1824, it's got a long history and you, you, you work in a fire. So the original campus that had, or the original buildings that had burned down, having to rebuild it up here on the grounds of an old monastery, and, and just being, Troy being an, an old city as it is, gets a lot of, a lot of activity. I think the, my favorite story from this building is another one that we didn't find in a book. We actually, it was told to us um, by someone who used to work in the building, and she said um, one day she had come into work and 
um, it was in the basement again, um, and there was a, a grad student who was moving out of his office, and another student moving in said it had to be cleaned in the interim. And when the cleaning crew went in, um, the thermostat was set extremely high, so it was like 85 or 90 degrees, and they said, what's going on? It's too hot in here for us to clean. Let's turn the thermostat down, leave the room overnight to air out, and we'll come back in the morning. Next morning they come back, thermostat set back up to 85 again, and it's blazing hot in the room. Um, they turn it down again, come back in the afternoon, thermostat's back to 85. So they finally go to the person who's in one of the departments here, who I had talked to, and they said, you know, are you, are you playing with the thermostat in that office? She said, no, no, I, I swear, it's, it's not me, I'm not doing this. So the long and the short of it is, that night she goes home, and she lives, I think she said, out about five miles east of here uh, in rural Rensselaer County, and... She said her nearest neighbor is nowhere near her house, and she's sitting in her living room alone at night, and all of a sudden she starts to hear saxophone music. And she thinks, that's weird. Why are my neighbors blaring saxophone music in the middle of the night here in the, in the middle of nowhere? Why is it the 80s again? Exactly. <laughs> is Kenny G outside? What's going on? She goes to open the window and to, to hear what's going on outside, and she realizes that the um, music is actually coming from her basement. There was a grate in the floor underneath the window, and the music was coming from the basement. So she freaks out. She calls 911, thinking that someone's in her house playing saxophone music for whatever reason. Serial saxophone. <laughs> that, we'll have a whole episode on that. The serial saxist. That's a legend that goes way back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so she calls 911, goes outside. The police show up. As they're showing up, all the lights in her garage turn on. The police go in the garage nothing they go in the basement there's nothing down there no one down there but her roommate's saxophone is sitting down there on the counter with the case open and the saxophone out now one of the things that they say is sometimes spirits especially maybe playful ones can follow you and follow you home and again this is an arts building she worked for the school of humanities arts and social sciences so was it a former music you know musically inclined student that followed her home and was playing the saxophone in her basement that night. Who knows? Did they leave afterward? The spirit, yeah. They never, and she never, she said it never happened again, but she said it freaked her out so much because when I interviewed her, I said, well, you need to come on the tour. She goes, oh, no, I can't, I, I can't hear about stuff like that. So, no, it, it, it bothered her so much. I wonder if a spirit would, you know, just thinks, hey, I'm coming into the basement. I'm going to give them some nice music. They'll enjoy it. Why don't they appreciate this? Exactly. <laughs> it's, don't they like this music? This yeah. is so nice. Well, they say that with poltergeists when they're coming in and they're fussing with your stuff. You know, part of it's like, no, 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 this is the better way. This is where that teacup needs to go. It's, it's just trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For your own good. Now, is she yeah. the same one? With the voicemail. With the voicemail. Yes. Okay, so this, this is the, the number one attraction, I think, on, on the RPI Ghost Tour. The employee has since moved building. She's in another building just up the hill from here. Um, and this was on October 13th, 2013. If I get the, I think I made the date correct. Um, and she came to work that morning and there was a voicemail on her, on her phone, on her digital phone. And she listened to it and it was, sounded like garbage. You couldn't really hear anything. It sounded like a muffled voice. And, but she said it, it kind of creeped her out. She was like, I don't know what it's saying. I don't know what it's doing. So it, was, it, it bothered her to the point where she decided to call campus security, public safety. And they did what any security agency would do. They traced the call. So they called the telecommunications office at, at RPI. 
and they said, you know, this, that we have a voicemail at this time on this day, where did it come from? They go into their logs and there's no record of a call coming to that extension on campus at that time on that day. So the voicemail came from nowhere. They played the voicemail for us. It's a highlight of their official tour, so they asked us not to share it. <laughs> but our reactions are pretty telling. Yep. Okay, that was not... Yeah, yeah those are definitely That voices. was a voice from the other side. <laughs> that I definitely heard, I love you. I thought I heard, I need to, you need to get back here. That's creepy. I'm creeped out. Pocket dial, totally, right? Y- yeah. Except... No, but like you don't pocket dial and then say things like that, you know, you pocket dial and then you say something like salacious about somebody (laughs) behind their back. That's what a pocket dial is. And the coincidence that it came in at 10, 10, 13, at 10, 10, 13, 13, yeah. That's creepy. And it's creepy if it's a ghost or if it's an ex-boyfriend. Exactly. Very true. (laughs) Either way, it's pretty creepy. Scare. Well, especially because what I hear when I hear it, I do hear, I love you. Yeah. I hear it every single time. So now tell us about your experiences here, whether it's leading the ghost tour or being on the job or what. I think it was the first night we were giving a tour, um, and the very first time we played the voicemail on a tour, one of the people on the tour had a camera, and he came up to us and said, do you mind if I record this? And I said, okay, go ahead. And he took his camera out and hit record, and literally within a second, the whole camera drained of its battery power and died. Sounds and, familiar. And then as soon, yeah. And then as soon as we got back, it worked again. It worked again. So the building itself has a lot of different historical context to it, from you know hospital to an old high school to now a college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of places for angst and anxiety <laughs> to soak into these walls. That is the human condition, isn't it? That's right. Well, what, what, how did we used to start the ghost tour with why this would be a perfect spot for? We did is uh, because mostly when we do the RPI ghost tours, our our tourists are the students. So we talk about how a school is a great hotbed for paranormal activity because you have your greatest memories, such as you meet your first love, and in some cases you marry your college sweetheart, but also finals weekend (laughs) and the anxiety. Final scream. That's right. So colleges have all of the spikes of intense emotion on each end of the spectrum. Do you have a story about a ghost on your college campus? Tell us about it. Email us at lightson at wamc.org. Thanks for joining us. Listen with the Lights On is a production of WAMC. Our theme music is Grizzly Reminder by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine-tingling tales, check out our podcast or head over to wamc.org.